0: Good afternoon, patriots. And it is Monday, November 14th in the year 2022. The big news, obviously, over the weekend is the FTX crypto disaster and just how bad that is. We'll get into that in a little bit, along with just the general insanity of this clown show we call an election. And then, of course, President Trump has a big announcement tomorrow, which I'm hoping is something other than just telling us he's going to run for president. We'll see. Who knows? But that is as it is. In the meantime, the insanity is getting crazier. The violence in the streets is, in, is going up in the big cities. If you're in a city, make sure you are being safe and careful. And for the rest of us, as the criminals are now being released from the cities, make sure you've got a plan to protect your home. You know how passionate I am about our Constitution and especially the Second Amendment, but just as passionate about being responsible and protecting my family. I discovered the perfect way to train with your firearm in the comfort of your own home and continue to improve your skills. It's called iTarget Pro, and this system is a game changer for me. All I did was download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into my firearm, and start training. The system develops muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. Right now, save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to itargetpro.com. With the cost of ammo through the roof, this is the perfect solution for you. That's the letter I, itargetpro.com. The offer code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. This is something you definitely need. Oh yeah, it's a good idea keep your skills up, keep prepared. Tonight we're going to dig into a lot of this as well, the crypto, the kind of the lay down. We did, we've done it for the last couple of weeks, a so focus a lot on forgiveness and justice, which I think has, I've watched enough comments to see that there's a number that don't agree with that and want to be focused on the war. And I'm just going to capstone for tonight's show. We're going to dig into the principles of getting ready. It's, it's literally. Pray for peace and prepare for war. But I'm going to tell you, as I will say many, many times coming, your heart better be unburdened with vengeance. Because if this thing gets ugly, as it may be, the last thing you want to be is blinded by vengeance. You need clear sight and you need discernment. And that's where forgiveness comes in. Patriots, a lot going on today in the area of the reveals of this crypto nightmare. They have been channeling money through a cryptocurrency and exchange called FTX, people that were buying cryptocurrencies thought they were buying crypto when in fact they were buying an IOU. The money was being siphoned into Ukraine and into the into the Democrat party. So it looks like 10% was probably dropping into the Biden family. There's all sorts of criminality with this. It, it's all over the place. And it's... Probably best summed up in a very short and concise um, piece here that was done. It gives you the breakdown literally in one minute.
1: This is Sam Bankman-Fried. People call him SBF. He's the founder of FTX. He also controlled a crypto hedge fund called Alameda Research, but that's all gone now. He wants you to think he's a sweet guy. He even bought in a famous YouTuber who called him the most generous man in the world. Yep, that happened. Truth is, Sam Bankman-Fried is a liar and a crook. His personal crypto FTX token was basically a Ponzi scheme hidden below layers of moonbro jargon. He even went on Bloomberg's podcast and bragged about it. Yep, that happened. He used his Ponzi token as collateral to borrow billions of real dollars that he couldn't pay back. He then used those real dollars to build an empire out of dying companies like Voyager and BlockFi. This led Jim Cramer to call him the new JP Morgan. That's weird. It's not like Jim Cramer to promote a billionaire con artist. SBF sold people cryptos like Bitcoin, or so they thought. What they really bought from SBF was an IOU. But as long as everyone didn't cash in their IOU at the same time, the scheme worked. Until it didn't. This other a-hole who hates SBF came along and engineered a bank run with some passive aggressive tweets it worked sbf didn't have enough money to repay everyone at once and now his customers have lost everything he'll be happy to know that this is exactly how every bank in the world operates so where did all the money go He misappropriated $4 billion trying to save his failing hedge fund. Whoops, that's a felony. He spent $21 million on Super Bowl commercials. $5 million for the big guy. $40 million in campaign donations. I wonder what he wanted in return. And everyone who's pointing at this story and saying, This is exactly why we need to regulate crypto. Remember that SBF stole billions. That's already a crime. And he spent a lot of it on bribing politicians. Also a crime in order to create a crypto monopoly for himself. Government regulations don't protect the customers. They protect the crooks. That's exactly what SBF was trying to do to do.
0: And there you go in one minute. Literally, this was probably one of the biggest setups we've ever seen because an attempt to get CBDCs in place and to wipe out the ability for people to use other crypto methods to bypass the CBDC, it looks like they used the FTX exchange to lure people in to create an obvious and intentional criminal network that would ultimately be broken apart And then use that as the excuse after they've pillaged and raped people's full funds in their life and left them broke to then call for regulation and naturally the sheep follow along. The level of stupidity in this nation never ceases to amaze me as to how it doesn't go away. People believe in Carrie Lake. They think she's a hero. People want to follow DeSantis. They can't look at the fact that he came from Yale and was probably part of Skull and Bones. People want to run away from Trump, but they're willing to jump in bed with a deep state. This is a constant theme over and over because people have no relationship with the father, and they want to put idols before them, and they want to believe in the institutions. This again, the FTX piece was not about stability of your investments. It was about people getting rich quick. And cryptos are, have never been about a currency. It has been an investment vehicle where people have been trying to make big money and then claiming to you that they are going to be an alternative of, to the currency of the dollar. They're, t- they're pitching still Bitcoin and trying to tell you that it's going to be the alternative to the CBDC. It is still a cryptocurrency. And they'll try to tell you there's no back doors, even though crypto, even though Bitcoin has dropped $40,000 in value over this last six months. So there's, there has to start being some realization of people. And as we come into this next phase where we're headed, that if you aren't putting your eyes on Jesus and you aren't literally seeking truth through scripture and walking in the word, you will be deceived and you will be left out into the cold. This war is very real, it's very visceral, it's a spiritual war first and foremost, and if you don't understand that, appreciate it, live it, breathe it, walk it, you're gonna get caught in these traps. This election, I don't even know why people are bothering with this election. Why did they expect anything other? Because people are worshiping the system rather than worshiping God. It's that simple. There should have been no surprises where we are in this election. There should be absolutely none. Both parties are guilty, both parties are dirty, But people want to believe that somehow the Republican Party isn't as dirty as the Democrat Party, and that if we vote enough, we'll overcome the the entire scam of a system. It's owned and controlled by corporations, and we're being run by a corporatocracy, and it's global, and it all leads to one singular issue always and again and again, and it's what? The trafficking of kids to gain power over people and destroy the loving God. Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. Let's raise some prayers for spiritual warfare. Father, we come to you today humbled and by our choice humbling ourselves before you and just beginning this prayer today with praying for the opening of hearts and the dropping of scales from people's eyes. We have witnessed now the last week of absolute insanity of society in spite of two years, almost three, of living through a COVID nightmare and still, Father, people turning to the institution rather than turning to you. As a nation, we continue to fall. As a nation, we continue to fail. As a nation, we continue to worship idols. As a nation, we continue to seek the solutions of the institutions of men rather than through you. As a nation, we continue to seek wealth through Ponzi schemes rather than trusting in kingdom to to provide. Father, the list goes on endlessly. And again, it's a nation that has fallen from the grace and the love which you provide. Father, we pray today, and we begin there with a, with a repentance before You, for all those that will join, and a repentance for this nation in its continued debauchery and stupidity of walking away from the one God, the true God, the God of hosts. That's You, Father, and continuing to turn their back on the greatest gift ever given, which was the sacrifice of Christ Jesus, for us to be forgiven for our sins, and to continue that work of repentance and forgiveness through our life as we occupy and expand the kingdom. For us, we seek additional forgiveness and repentance for turning our backs on the gifts which have been given to us. The ability for us to truly have dominion over evil, though we cease not to believe it, we've ceased to believe it, we continually turn to the institutions of men. And for us to understand that we were given the ability to have greater works than he, Yet we still walk away and believe that the medical institutions and the politicians will do our bidding for us. Father, as a nation, we should be humiliated. And only by your grace do we still even exist. And Father, so as we sit here today, we pray for repentance of this nation and we pray deeply from our heart for mercy for this nation. This is a time now when people need to wake up and the obligation that sits upon our shoulders is real and visceral. This nonsense of game playing in the media sphere about politics, if we would spend even a tenth of that time in prayer with you, we might see some mountains move. And yet people forget that. People walk into anxiety over politics. They live in fear, anger over politics, and yet they won't put their eyes on you and trust in you forgive us again, Father. As a nation, we have a long walk to make here. And though it is possible to have miracles appear before us by by your hand and grace, and though big changes can be made, as a people, we still have so much to repent for because we constantly are getting wrapped in these same loops over and over and are not doing the one thing that truly could change this world humbling ourselves before you, repenting for where we are, facing you and putting our eyes on you, no matter what the level of the storm is. So, Father, for those that do do that, give us more strength. For those that are struggling with that, give them more strength, please. And for those that are wandering, we pray that they will hear those that are taking the time to repent, to put their eyes on you, and to truly trust in kingdom for the delivery of justice and the guiding of our hands to deliver the justice as necessary, not the arrogance and ego that drives so many thinking that we can wield the hand of justice without you, and to give us a forgiving heart to understand that the true depth of forgiveness and the magnanimity of the kingdom is beyond anything we can reach. For the love of you, Father, is greater than we can comprehend, and the love that you extend to us is greater than anything we can comprehend, and yet constantly, constantly as people and as a nation, we seek to hate. Forgive us, Father. This is such a frustrating time in in the nation to watch how this pathway could be so easy if we would literally be so humbled, but we aren't. We are so arrogant. We are so foolish as a nation. So we pray for mercy. We pray for mercy from your hand, that it will not be the devastating fall that we could very well be. We pray for this nation and its repentance, its need to come to its knees and to face you, its need to face ourselves truly with the corrupted hearts that we have, and to start being strong and bold in truth as we stand up to these evils and speak truth through the power and blessings that you gave us. Not to sit around and mill around and confide in each other, complain in each other, crash on social media about all the ills that are happening, but rather to stand boldly in the power of the kingdom and speak truth into the world, to confront this lie and speak it out, to cast it out as we would cast out demons to spread the love and the word of Jesus, to raise people up, to understand that justice in kingdom begins with restoration. Let us restore the many that are fallen and wandering. Let, them, let us bring them back to Christ and embolden this army of Jesus rather than giving the fuel to the army of Satan. Father, hear our prayers. Hear our prayers for mercy. Hear our prayers for forgiveness. Hear our prayers for repentance. Father, as we say these prayers, give us strength to stand now boldly as men and women of God, to stand now and to lead those that need to be led, to have them see clearly and see the example of the light through us that will draw them like a moth to a flame. Let us build the army of Christ. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. This is a time, patriots, when we have to step away from the tomfoolery and foolishness of the media. Because it's thick. And it's very thick out here. They want you to believe in your inequities. They want you to believe that you are not able to accomplish accomplish anything without them. They want you to believe that you're not smart. They want you to believe that you're not able for peace. They want you to believe that you're riddled with failure, that the human species is incapable. They want you to believe that the only solution forward is their solution, a new money system, a new way of doing business, a way to save the world by consuming less carbon or whatever they're going to do, a world that will require us to become modified and and create a new species, because without it, the world will collapse, and we will be the guilty ones of destroying it. All the while, they build wealth, they fly around to these meetings in, in their jets with whatever carbon footprint it is, and those on the side sit to nod their head and say, well, that must be necessary because the meeting's so important. They have to get there on time to lead us. We don't need leadership like that. We have a leader, a king, if we put our trust and hope in him. Take a listen to this. Take a, let me read this for you. It's really interesting perspective, and I'm pretty certain what I'm reading here is an outcome, not of COVID, but of a combination of the digital world and especially this vax. It says the title of this is Students Are Boring and it says i am i the only one seeing students who seem to have no personality kids don't want to participate in any activities won't talk to me won't even talk to each other i teach high school pre and pe and we start the year with everyone in the gym about 150 students and you can hear a pin drop this wasn't the case 5 years ago We would have to yell and blow whistles and even use a microphone to calm them down and get their attention. I make my stupid teacher jokes while trying to get to know them and I just receive blank faces, not a giggle or an eye roll or anything. It's making teaching boring. Anyone else? Is this from COVID? Cell phones? It's infuriating. It's the new generation of byproduct, of cell phones, of fear, of a collapsing society, and probably the vax. This is a real situation of transformation that we're facing in this nation, and it is important that we start to grasp what is happening around us and start speaking out and start shaking them awake. It's very real. You know, these, there's a good reason that they have been playing for 10 years now The Walking Dead, which is coming to its final episode, ironically, like this week. And it's not by accident that in this final episode, you're literally going to see these little children that are being left to the vulturous teeth of the, and I mean babies, screaming as the vulturous zombies try to rip into their cribs and eat them. These metaphors are all real. And this is literally what we're having to do now is steal the children away from the wolves that are around them to try to consume them and trying to take advantage of them. We're fighting for everything we can while they keep us distracted with the politics and the political clown show. There is no outcome as we will normally see it through state or political or national politics. That is a rigged system. No matter how many ways we dice it, we can't, aren't going to get to the bottom of it. When you take Oregon, for example, and you take the vote, and we have a local person who's the head of overseeing voter integrity, and he swears up and down in my county that there's no voter fraud. He doesn't get it or he's been bought off. I don't know which, but either way, he's a fool. In a mail-in voting state, only mail-in voting, motor voter, they could count every ballot if they want. The bottom line is, just running it through the algorithm, you will never pick up a weighted vote where one vote is say 0.9 and the other vote is 1.1 that sort of waiting that happens randomly within an algorithm is almost impossible to detect and it will always lead to a victory for the for the opposition for those that in are tied with a deep state these systems are so completely rigged and yet we keep putting hope in them it has to stop we literally have to put an end to that idolatry and stop thinking it's going to anything is going to be other than what we expect. And so the default is right now, and this is yet another thing that takes us away from our primary mission, is the default is the end of the world. Michael Snyder is telling us now that we're at the end of times. He's a, he is a journalist and an author, and in his latest book, End of Times, he's saying that, you know, this is it. The Bible's telling us that this is it. Jesus is coming back, and it's it. Look, I don't, there's no question Jesus is coming back. What that timeline is, we have been told very clearly we won't know. Only the Father will know the day and the time. And yet, here we go again. Everyone's going to want to start stacking and racking every detail that's going to point to, well, I know the date. I know it's time. I know this. Jesus might be back tomorrow. He might be back in a thousand years because heaven's time is not our time. But I'll tell you what, with the resources the deep state has, which everybody should be able to see now, they have the full capacity to mimic an end of times. And the part about prophecy that's so difficult is that when people look at this and they say, well, if it's happening, then obviously that it's scriptural and it was intended. No, hate to tell you, if you can mimic in a series of events to make it look somewhat like what God would want and fool Christians into believing it's the end of times, you're going to fool them into something else. They will give up. They will hand it over. Our mission doesn't change, never has changed. Our mission is to continue to spread the love of Jesus and spread the word, to heal the sick, to cast out demons. And if you're so capable with alignment with kingdom to raise the dead, this is our mission here. And we have to continue to fight for that mission every single day. It doesn't matter if Jesus comes back in an hour or in a thousand years, that mission doesn't change until he says, stop. It's like being under the command of a great general. The one thing I will tell you about a great general is a great general, when he comes back, when he steps into the field, doesn't worry about his commanders that are doing great things. He, a matter of fact, they'll be the last ones to see him. The first ones that will see that general will usually be the ones that are having trouble. That's why he's there. I speak firsthand about this. You're going to see him come out. The, the units that are doing the best, he'll get to them. And I don't think Jesus is going to be any different at that point. You'll arrive, and the first ones that are going to be in line are all those like I'm here, and it's just like okay, great. But if you've got if you're on mission with Jesus, it'll be your time will come, and he'll be there. And whenever this is happening, it happens. But there is no clock that we have that we control, other than and the Father is going to reveal to us. Our job doesn't change. Our mission doesn't change until the hour it is here, the second it is here, that Christ says stop. And I don't know when that's going to be. Neither do you. I've said this many times, and I truly mean this. If I got a call on my cell phone from Father God right now saying, Jesus is going to be there in an hour, I will guarantee you my comment will be this. Father, thank you. This sounds like exciting times. I will try to be there in 59 minutes and 45 seconds, but I will probably be late because I'm still doing the bidding of the kingdom. That's it. And the way that it needs to be. So for right now, there's no question that Jesus is coming. But if you're going to wait for him to come and you're going to miss the opportunities of all the obligations that we have, you're going to get caught behind the curve. Wasting our time and worrying and fretting over a a political institution that is so rigged that you couldn't get, you can't fix it, is wasted energy. Stay focused on what we need to be doing. The greater message, the good word, spreading it and awaking people to the love in Christ. That's warfare. And it's a destructive warfare to the enemy. And that's why they spend so much time trying to keep us away from that. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time in this place for just such a time as this. We are at war, and it is a spiritual war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now.
2: We shall pay any price, bear any burden